New development, Woodvale. Woodvale Subdivision, Golden and Weaver, brand new homes. Aller Building Company, Builder Incentives. You've been holding off because of interest rate situations. This could be the answer for those of you who look for a brand new home. 1,700, 3,100 square feet, three to five bedrooms in this subdivision. And with Aller Building Company, of course, the showroom floor in Ozark, where you can make all the decisions regarding uh, the look and, and feel of your home, that personality, that style, all in one place. So you're not traipsing all over or having somebody come to your home from this company and they have catalogs and you're trying in your mind to envision what it's going to, no, no, no. All in one location. Physically, you can see, you can touch, and make all those decisions at Aller Building Company. Again, that new subdivision, Woodvale, is Golden and Weaver. Out on location, Ming Auto Beauty Center, on Republic Road, Houston has the limited edition Trump KSGF edition bumper stickers. Uh, he will be there until they are gone or until 9, whichever comes first. You can also, if you'd like, get registered for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro. Uh, that does mean you will have to be free for a lunch on a Wednesday. We do our Lunch Bunches there. And when you win, you and up to five of uh, folks of your choosing will join me and Sarah, for Sarah and me, I should say, for lunch at Retro Metro, and you're very excited because this is your first day back. You were gone, and and I remind, I said we have lunch much day. And you're like, that's the best news. I know. I forgot. Today is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I'm all jumbled up because I was on vacation Monday and Tuesday. And you had a great time. I did, which is fantastic. Yes, I went to Tennessee. So yeah. I went to Memphis and you're Nashville. A real traveler. Yes. Oh well, I, don't worry. The travel bug is out because I've been to St. Louis. I've been to Kansas. I've been to New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas. Not this Tennessee. Time. Not, not no, but time. within like the last three months. So yeah. I'm tired. I'm ready to just so. be home. I guess so. Also, I'm going to be taking vacation next week. Are you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It it would not surprise me if I did not remember <laughs> that. that, that no, was the case. just making a little joke there. Hey, Friday, we have first responders breakfast. That's right. Yes, it's going to be our first first responders breakfast, sponsored by Pyramid Roofing at Scramblers. I know many of you have been for years. We've uh, done this for veterans. We're going to continue to do that. This isn't replacing. This is in addition to thought we'd throw it. it's just gone over so well and we've had people and scramblers are like is there anybody else we can do this for we just love it uh even though it is a lot of hard work for the folks at scramblers but they just really really love that community that it creates and and so uh, we are going to have a go at it with first responders. So if you're a first responder, as we broadcast live the morning show this Friday at Scramblers, Republican National, then you're going to get free breakfast. If you don't know how this works, it's pretty simple. We'll be set up. We'll be doing the show. I'll be there. Sarah will be there at the table. And there will be certificates that you just come over to the table and grab one. Uh, and then you'll give that to uh, whomever is taking care of you, whomever your server is, and then you'll get yourself free breakfast. They're, they're, they're to help us keep track. So what happens is at the end, each one is numbered, just so you understand why we do this. And then they'll say, oh, okay, well, we had 102 or 58 or however many, and then we do the calculations. And that's how we know um, how much, uh, you know, 
that it all costs. So that's that's why we do that. It's to keep track of the number of breakfasts. Breakfasts. Pyramid Roofing. Big thank you to them and, of course, Scramblers. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the organizations and the people that are openly supporting the terrorists in their attack that they've launched against uh, Israel. Uh, you have... Senate Republicans calling on Biden to freeze the $6 billion of a transfer of funds to Iran, given their taking credit for this attack. Then you have some, um, Democrat Cory Bush, for example, that is taking the other side, calling for the ending of support of Israel. Uh, so we've got clear divisions, and listen, I'm sure... You know, during World War II, there were people that were on Hitler's side that were um, on the wrong side. But, you know, matter of perspective. Um, we've got, uh, there are a couple of Democrats that are up for re-election. They are backing the Republicans' push to freeze the $6 billion to terrorism. Black Lives Matter, numerous organizations are openly supporting the terrorists, and uh, so is, you ready for this one, you can think about this as you decide where to get your coffee this morning, a social media account for Starbucks Workers United has posted solidarity with the terrorists, so uh, we're seeing uh, the different sides come out, and It isn't as uniform, I suppose, as one might expect. We generally assume that there would be universal condemnation of terrorism, particularly given that we ourselves were dealt uh, 9-11. But apparently, even in, and it seems as if universities are a real hotbed of support for the terrorist in this sort of activity. I'm not surprised by that. I keep seeing articles and hearing, you know, former, I think it's the former, um, somebody with Harvard uh, is just shocked and dismayed. I, I don't understand where the shock is coming from. Do, do, does, do these people not understand what's happening on our university campuses? I mean, they are the, these cultural breeding grounds of anti-Americanism, and so... Whenever something happens like a terrorist attack against Israel, an ally of the United States, and it is done by individuals that also hate the United States, what's who do you think they're going to side with? I mean, it's clear to me this is not a surprise at all. When you breed anti-freedom, anti-liberty, anti-Americanism, this is what happens. Uh, th this apparent desire of some people to live in a fantasy world where you think that you can essentially create these camps, these mini cities known as university campuses, and, and you know create hatred against the United States, and in many instances Israel, and then when something like this happens, be shocked that your product behaves as you trained your product to behave? Here's a question. Before we go to the news, and it is targeted towards certain people in the media, elected officials, people on the left, is 
the terrorist attack on Israel worse than January 6th? Now, I think that's a reasonable question given that we have all been told, even by the President of the United States, that January 6th was worse than 9-11. I mean, how many times have we heard that? Many Democrats have indicated that it's on par, it's in the same arena, but we have been told by many, and again, even the President of the United States, that January 6th was the single worst attack that this country has seen in in its history, Uh, certainly its modern history, and and that includes 9-11, given that many people are accepting what Israel is dealing with, that is their 9-11, Does that then mean in the minds of the people in this country who have declared January 6th as bad or worse than 9-11, is it also as bad or worse than what is going on currently in Israel? Is that not a reasonable question to ask, given that that's the, the position that many of these people have taken? I'd love, I'd love for the White House to be asked that question. Now, I know that the reaction would be, how dare you ask such an absurd question? Well, you're the people who have claimed it's worse than 9-11. Look at the weather in just a moment. Right now, the latest news update. Good morning. I'm Cutter 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. Legal closure this week for two families seven years after their loved ones died in a crash caused by a drunk driver. Karina Stockstill was sentenced to five years behind bars this week. In 2016, Stockstill was driving drunk and crossed the center line on Farm Road 159 north of Springfield. She pleaded guilty in June to two counts of involuntary manslaughter for causing the deaths of Nicholas Thomas and Dustin Emmett. Traffic is moving again on Highway 60 between Springfield and Rogersville now that repairs have been made to the Highway J Bridge. It was shut down last Tuesday after a dump truck crashed into it. MoDOT engineers say the collision damaged concrete pieces that support the weight of the bridge. For now, the Highway J Bridge going over 60 is still closed. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. And that first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 80 today, clear tonight with a low of 59. Sunshine tomorrow, 78. Local for less. Ozark, 10 a.m. Friday at KSGF.com. Getaway golf. Uh, you get a certificate for two golfers to play around at Getaway Golf for just $19. That is normally $38 value. Again, that at ksgf.com. Friday at 10 a.m., Sarah Myers. Thank you so much. Well, every morning I tell you about Beatles Property Maintenance. And one thing that I kind of always forget to tell you about is not only does Beatles Property Maintenance help you with your own personal home, not only can they help uh, real estate agents during that inspection phase, but they can also give full support for property managers as well. So if you are out there and you have a couple of rentals, Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with all of their maintenance with maintenance programs. So they can help you out with uh, plumbing, electrical, drywall, windows, doors, and trim. They can help you install appliances. They can help with crawl space and attic repairs, mold remediation, and they can make that rental property move in ready. So you can kind of have that peace of mind and not have to worry about uh, any type of maintenance that pops up with any rental properties that you own. Now, if you want more information on their property maintenance program, or maybe you just have a home repair or a list of items that need to be addressed,
list. Beatles Property Maintenance is the company for you. You can give them a call today and you can find all of that contact information for Bruce and his team under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Uh, all right, so once again, humiliating not just Missouri, but the United States. Cory Bush, way to go, St. Louis voters, called for ending all U.S. government support of the Israeli military because they are fighting back against terrorism. On the other side, you have a group of Senate Republicans led by Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee calling on the Biden administration to freeze the $6 billion dollars to the terrorist nation of Iran, which has claimed, along with Hamas, responsibility for this attack. There are... (laughs) This is the true framing of it, and it is just remarkable. This is how radical the Democrat Party has, has become, and it's the following recognition. The funding of, or the call to stop funding terrorism is putting Democrats in an awkward position. It's putting them in an awkward position. I want you to think about that for a moment. We have two political parties in this country. One of those political parties is in an uncomfortable position because of calls to stop funding terrorism to the tune of billions. What does that tell us as a nation that one of our two political parties is having difficulty navigating that issue? There are a couple of vulnerable Democrats who are siding with the defunding of terrorism. Washington Examiner noting that two Senate Democrats facing tough re-election fights next year joined with their GOP colleagues yesterday calling for the administration to freeze the $6 billion in funding to the terrorist nation of Iran. Senator Joe Manchin, West Virginia, John Tester, Democrat Montana, the most vulnerable incumbents of the cycle, said in separate statements, that the United States should no longer permit Tehran to access the funds in the wake of the attack on Israel. So the only Democrats right now that, that appear to be willing to support cutting off funding to terrorism are those who are worried that they might lose re-election if they don't do so. Black Lives Matter. All, I hope all of these corporations, all of these different uh, entities, organizations that virtue signaled by making donations to these organizations that had the signs, all of those teachers in the schools with the Black Lives Matter. I think, uh, I do believe that there is a newly elected school board member that while she worked at one of the schools had a Black Lives Matter mask on. You have numerous Black Lives Matter organizations siding with the terrorists on this one openly. And just so there's no misunderstanding, Black Lives Matter Chicago put out a tweet noting their support And the tweet was a silhouette of somebody coming in on a parachute with a Palestinian flag. 
this referencing, of course, the the uh, particularly with the the peace festival in which they came in when paragliders with the the parachutes and slaughtered innocent people that were coming together in the name of peace. That that action. You see, the left is going to have a difficult time, and I'm waiting for it to happen, where they try to separate the Palestinians from the terrorist. Because on one hand, they may want to say, well, that's not, you know, that's not, that, that's separate, that's separate. Yet, when they are supporting what's going on, they say they're supporting Palestine, the Palestinians. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't at one hand look at what's going on and say, I'm on side Palestine, quote, but then claim that they don't really have anything ultimately to do with this battle. It's just, you know, terrorists that have hijacked the Palestinian cause. But just so no one misunderstood Black Lives Matter Chicago, they, it wasn't just, oh, well, the, the uh, Palestinian cause. They specifically used the graphic of somebody that was parachuting in. It would be no different than having a graphic of, of one of them, you know, raping an innocent Israeli or cutting the head off of a baby. Black Lives Matter grassroots organizations across the country showing their support for the terrorist attack. Black Lives Matter grassroots, which represents 26 local BLM chapters across the country, issued a lengthy, a lengthy statement, quote, in solidarity with the Palestinian people. The statement referenced the violent attacks on Israel as an understandable, desperate act of self-defense. Self-defense? Self-defense? You're defending yourself by cutting the heads off of babies in front of their mothers? That's self-defense? The same people who claim that Kyle Rittenhouse wasn't using self-defense when he was being attacked and his life was in danger, somehow manage to convince themselves that that doesn't qualify as self-defense, but what does is dragging innocent women out of their homes and raping them in the streets in front of people. That to Black Lives Matter, according to their official statement, self-defense is lighting a grandmother on fire filming it and sending it to their family members, uploading the murder and, and torture of innocent people on social media so their families will see it. That's what they call self-defense. Boy, we're really getting a clear view of who these people are. Some of those folks out there with those Black Lives Matter signs and flags are feeling real proud now. Starbucks Labor Union, with past ties to prominent members of the Democratic Party, of course, are also expressing solidarity. Social media account for Starbucks Workers United posted solidarity with Palestine. This, of course, following the deadliest terrorist attacks, so forth, so forth. The 
now erased comment was made while reposting an image of a Palestinian bulldozer tearing down the Israeli constructed wall between Gaza and Israel. Um, in the past, numerous prominent Democrats have aligned themselves with this specific union. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, John Fetterman, usual suspects. College groups plot a day of resistance and justify the terrorist attacks as, quote, liberation. The campus chapters of Students for Justice in Palestine releasing several statements supporting the terrorist attack, calling it a necessary response to Israeli colonial occupation that should be celebrated. we got to take a break. We've got coming up uh, here, of course, traffic uh, update. Uh, Police State, a new documentary film by Dinesh D'Souza. There will be limited showings in Springfield as, as well as across the country. We'll talk with him uh, about that documentary coming up here in just a couple of moments. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, don't forget, we've got right now as we speak at Ming Auto Beauty Center just east of uh, Republic and National there. Uh, Houston is on location, and he has the limited edition Trump KSGF stickers, bumper stickers. I know I'm getting text messages, a number of you who have already... Uh, received those bumper stickers. They are limited, uh, so get them while you can. Swing by there and also get registered for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro. Coming up, Dinesh D'Souza on his new film, Police State. Like, yeah, for that great home loan, you know, we, we talked the last couple of weeks. That for a couple of years, Don has been prepping Alex and Anthony for uh, his retirement, and he's, he's handed things off to their ever-capable hands, and uh, of course, we'll continue to hear from Don. He's still just as much a part of, of KSGF. I mean, he's been part of KSGF longer than I have. And that's uh, quite some time. Of course, he does so much work with the uh, Christian County uh, Committee, um, Republican Committee. And and so uh, we still will have him uh, part of that. But uh, as you know, you need any sort of um, you know information, any sort of help when it comes to the world of home loans, then I want a great homeloan.com again in those ever capable hands. Uh, if you know Don, you know that he would not have retired otherwise. So, um, you know, just we're so glad and so grateful for that incredible transition. And Anthony and Alex are great. And one or both of them still come out. Well, in fact, uh, Anthony, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him at happy hour Friday. Yeah, I mean, he was out there yeah. for almost the entire time. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we I were got distracted. telling uh, spooky stories because we were talking about uh, Eureka Springs, actually. Oh, yes. all right. Very good. Uh, the first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny today, high of 80 clear 59 for a low tonight tomorrow sunshine with a high of 78 coming up amc springfield 11 um there are going to be two showings of police state this is the latest project by dinesh d'souza i believe this is is this also where uh 2000 mules I think that, yeah, this is the same theater. I believe so. Yeah, it is, now that I think about it. It's the same theater that 2,000 Mules, of course, he was kind enough to join us prior to that, showing October uh, 23rd and October 25th, uh, 7 o'clock. You will be able to view that film 
at the AMC Springfield Theater. There's also a virtual premiere on October 27th, and he can explain to us what all that entails. And again, want to thank you so much, one, for the film itself, but also for joining us this morning. Um, man, it just seems as if 2,000 Mules was not that long ago. I, in my mind, anyhow, it wasn't. Well, gosh, it had to be after the last election, so within the last couple of years. Uh, it seems pretty quick to have a, another full comprehensive film out. Um, one, what made you decide to to put out Police State? Uh, uh, what is it? And, and boy, it did seem to move fast. Am I incorrect on that? Yeah, I've typically been doing the films um, every couple of years. But, you know, let's just say events are moving pretty rapidly. Um, you know, I came to the United States a generation ago, and one of the things that struck me about the country was that there are certain basic rights and liberties that we have that are not open to political negotiation. In other words, we have a right to free speech, we have a right to conscience, we have a right to petition the government, equal rights and equal justice under the law. So I love this. I thought, well, how great. You know, 99% of people can disagree with me but they can't shut down my right to speak or they might object to the faith I practice, but nevertheless, they, you know, I still have the right to do it. Um, and then I've noticed that in the last few years, one by one, these basic liberties started coming under attack. They started getting abridged. Now, some of it was, you know, under the pretext of COVID, you can't go to church. Some of it was uh, after January 6th, they started doing more extensive censorship on digital platforms. And then I said to myself, wait a minute, let's look at these, you know, tyrannical and unfree societies around the world, or even historically, North Korea, China, Cuba, the old Soviet Union, and look at the defining features of those societies, mass surveillance of citizens, systematic censorship, uh, political indoctrination in the schools, uh, the effort to create a one party state, the criminal targeting of the opposition party and dissidents the emergence of political prisoners. And I said to myself, wait a minute, all those things are now showing their ugly face right here in the United States. So that's what gave me the idea of doing a new film, an urgent film with a big question at the center of it. Are we becoming a police state? And some would argue, perhaps this is what we see in the film, that it's not a matter of are we becoming, but how far into it are we? We're already there. And, and what is the answer to that? Well, we are there in the sense that we are, we're not a full-fledged police state. Quite honestly, if we were a full-fledged police state, I couldn't make this film um, because I would be immediately arrested. Uh, I think we are in that under construction phase of the police state. Now, when the jaws of a police state slam shut, it gets really bad. And there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, I'm doing on my podcast a series on Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. And what you realize is when a police state is fully established, the only thing you can do is run. And that means you try to get out, you try to get your family out, you try to get your money out. It's a desperate uh, race uh, for the border to get out, not to come in. Um, but we're not there yet, and there are many things we can do in, in the interim. So what I've tried to do in the film is show you the police state, the actual way it's organized, who are the players in it, because people don't have a good understanding of what's happening and how it's mm -hmm. happening. We have a police state that stretches into the public sector, but also the private sector. I mean, censorship, for example, involves academia. It involves 
the media, it involves nonprofit groups, it involves the government, it involves the digital platform. So look at this kind of octopus uh, stretching from the government into the private sphere. So all of this is sort of revealed in the movie. And you meet a lot of people, ordinary citizens, just guys like you and me, who have felt the hot breath of the police state on their face. I want to ask you how this fits in. I suppose it's somewhat timely, and that is comments that were recently made by Hillary Clinton, and and that is that Trump survived. There needs to be some sort of formal deprogramming that occurs. And you know, I always tell people you should listen to those who have lived through real life experiences. And and uh, one of the survivors of Mao's Cultural Revolution has sounded the alarm on on this sort of. A suggestion from Hillary Clinton, and and we hear this quite often. People who have fled those uh, oppressive regimes and came to the United States, uh, only to start telling us, "Hey, hey, guys, I'm telling you, this is happening here. This is bad." What what thoughts and how does it play into all of this when somebody like Hillary Clinton? is out there openly talking about formal reprogramming of people with different political ideologies. So you have to listen carefully to the rhetoric and you have to see what it means and where it leads. When you say that somebody is not in possession of their faculties, basically what Hillary Clinton is saying is that the Trump members, the the champ, the MAGA movement is made up of cultists. These are cult fanatics. They cannot think for themselves. They blindly follow Trump. So they are like automatons. And so they need to be reprogrammed, kind of the way you may reprogram a kind of a technological device. Now, this kind of rhetoric, it's rarely been used in this country, but I remember that it was used in the 1990s. You might remember the federal uh, government's assault at, at Waco, where mm-hmm. they burned those buildings. You have you know, women and children roasted alive. And the Clinton administration at the time was like, well, you know, these people are kooks. They're cult members. They're extremists. They're, in a sense, they're not like us. And so don't feel bad if you see them burning to death because, well, you know, that's, they're, 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 they're abnormal people. They're freaks. And so you have to realize that this rhetoric of dehumanization is not just the scary idea that they will grab Trumpsters and start trying to subject them to some sort of psychological intimidation or genuine reprogramming. It's the dehumanization is often a prelude to incarceration. And of course, in the case of some totalitarian societies, extermination. So that is what the survivors of Mao's Cultural Revolution, people who know up close what the Nazis were all about, they know what this means and where it goes. We're talking with Dinesh D'Souza, a police state which will be showing a two-night run, October 23rd and 25th, AMC Springfield 11. Uh, tickets, though I should note, are available exclusively at policestatefilm.net. That is policestatefilm.net. Net. I know a lot of our listeners saw in the same theater, 2,000 Mules. Uh, for those that saw it, uh, they have a sense, at least uh, through that film project, of, uh, of a, a feel and a style going into police state. What should they expect? Well, 2,000 Mules, in a sense, was uh, very claustrophobic. It was uh, focusing on cell phone geo-tracking, so kind of this this uh, sophisticated technology, so you're tracking people, uh, and then uh, surveillance video, which is very revealing. 
this film is vastly more cinematic because we have exclusive body cam footage. I mean, you'll, you'll, be, you'll go onto the inside of what this police state looks and feels like. And in some cases, we have someone describing what happened to them. And then we, in a spectacular way, but with clinical accuracy, we actually had a couple of FBI consultants help us with this movie. So everything that is said and spoken and done, the costumes, the, the weaponry is all completely accurate. And so it's a very vivid, it's, it's the kind of thing Americans aren't used to because we've never had a police state in this country mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for people to realize in what direction we're heading. Again, I'm not saying we're a full-fledged police state. In fact, the movie is made to prevent that. Mm. Uh, I liken myself to sort of an animal that sees a movement in the trees, and I'm sort of warning the herd that we're in danger and we need to take some protective action. We have been uh, accustomed to the, the mainstream media and reaction from the left films like this. We heard it with 2,000 Mules and, though not your film, um, uh, the, the one regarding uh, Sound of Freedom, that, uh, oh, his conspiracy theories, uh, QAnon stuff. I, I suspect that you anticipate that sort of reaction for police state. Well, I mean, I, I do, and yet it, it falls to the wayside because we're not describing a conspiracy. In fact, I think what needs to be explained is how people can act as if they were in a conspiracy when they're not conspiring. I mean, let me give you an example. Mm. We have thousands of news organizations in this country, tens of thousands of reporters. And yet, even though these media outlets don't get on a Zoom call every morning, they all come together and suppress the Hunter Biden story. Now, how is that possible? How could it be? Why, why didn't one independent journalist of the Sacramento Bee or the Dallas Morning News go, well, listen, if all these other idiots don't want to cover this, great. I'll be the one to have the story. It's a huge story. Let, but, but that didn't happen. So the question becomes, what is going on in journalism in which even though there's no active conspiracy, you can nevertheless have media organizations work together to block perhaps the biggest story of the last several years. We're talking with Dinesh D'Souza. The the film Police State will be showing at AMC Springfield 11 on October 23rd, 25th. You can get tickets exclusively at policestatefilm.net. And we'll get that link up. I should have checked to see what sort of uh, availability still existed. But uh, explain, if you would, there is also a virtual premiere on October 27th for those that maybe aren't able to get a ticket to the, the theater showing. Yeah, this is the thing, and with, this is what happened with 2,000 Mules, is the theater filled up, and then people were like, oh, I can't see the movie in the theater, and so on. We've bought out hundreds of theaters, and the cool thing is you go into the go to the website, Put in your zip code, boom, it tells you where it's playing. You can buy tickets right there and you can go, you know, with a group or go with your church, uh, go, go with your family. Um, now, if you can't make it to the theater and it's only two days, October 23rd, Monday and 23rd, uh, 25th, Wednesday, then that Friday, which is uh, October 27th, we have a virtual premiere, which means you can watch from home online. And we're doing this out of a spectacular studio in Las Vegas. It's really cool. We'll show the film and a live Q&A with me and Dan Bongino to follow, uh, and all of that for the price of a movie ticket. So there are sort of two options for seeing the movie. We just want to make it easy for you. Either go to the theater, and it's a unique, I mean, I make these movies for the theater, and this is a very cinematic movie. 
But if you'd rather watch at home, you can do that. But all the tickets, you can't get them from Fandango or you can't get, get them from the theater. You have to get them from policestatefilm.net. That's the website. I wanted to, if I could, just before we let you go, we're talking with Dinesh D'Souza, just because of all of the, over the last uh, several days, this this attack on Israel. And it's very interesting as I watch this play out. And there there are these somewhat, I, I think, universally <clears throat> accepted position to be taken in the first few hours or few days of something like this. But over the last 24 hours, it seems increasingly obvious to me that politically or Democrats are finding a politically difficult position they're in regarding the funding to Iran. To a lot of people, this is just very straightforward, obvious. Freeze the six billion. Freeze it. They're taking credit for this. They're saying uh, and Democrats are now being asked, do you support this? Do you support freezing? And uh, with the exception of Manchin and Tester, who are facing uh, potentially tough reelection, um, uh, chances. The Democrats largely, it's almost as if they don't really know what position they're supposed to take at this point. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that the initial line of defense that the Democrats were using has completely collapsed. The initial line of defense was yes, we're giving the $6 billion to Iran, and yes, Iran did plan and orchestrate these attacks with Hamas, but our money has still not been spent. (laughs) So think about that. We gave them the money. It's in the bank account. Presumably they could borrow against it. But nevertheless, the Democrats were literally saying the actual dollar bills that we gave them were not used for this particular terrorist act, although obviously they could be used for terrorist acts in the future. So this was such a ridiculous argument that they've now realized that this makes no sense. If we gave them the money and they did the terrorism, we have helped to subsidize the terrorism. End of story. So you're getting this kind of weird backpedaling now, and I don't really know where it's going to go, but the, yeah. but the truth of it is, look, I mean, Hamas did it, Iran did it, but it is unfortunately true that we gave them some money right. that could have helped facilitate it. Dinesh D'Souza, again, the film Police State, uh, two at night run, October 23rd, 25th, AMC Springfield 11, the the exclusive location to get those tickets, policestatefilm.net. It is .net, police statefilm.net and uh there's also a trailer there and and some other great information and should you not be able to get a ticket for that showing again the virtual premiere on october 27th i know how how busy you are with your time and and i so grateful that you're always willing to come on and uh, let people know about uh, these these different films and we've had you on as an author as well uh dinesh d'souza thank you so much my pleasure Springfield's Talk 1041. We've got a traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. I got a text message from Eric over at Ming Auto Beauty Center saying he's also he's got some Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, I was going to mention that because Huey was like, you're not oh, going to yeah. believe this. I got some. So the reason that we mentioned that Huey is out there uh, at Ming Auto Beauty Center, which is just east of Republican National or east of National on Republic Road. And we are, he's got their limited edition, uh, Trump edition KSGF bumper stickers. Also, you can get signed up for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro and get yourself a Krispy Kreme donut. And by the way, Ming Auto Beauty Center, if you have ever thought about getting a real, true, premium car detailing inside and out or one or the other, Definitely Ming Auto Beauty Center. They're just great folks, and they do a fantastic job. So until 9 o'clock or until those 
Trump edition KSGF stickers run out. Houston will be out there. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, every morning I tell you about Avis, the car rental company, and their long-term rental program. One of the big highlights of the long-term rental program is that you can try out uh, a variety of different vehicles. A lot of them have uh, the top-tier trim packages and all of the bells and whistles. And in fact, this morning when I left for work, I was a little cold, so I did my remote to start, and it started up my heater, and it warmed up my seat, and my steering wheel and I thought man this is living luxury I really enjoyed that but uh, the long-term rental program it is great if you are out there looking to purchase a new vehicle uh, here in the here soon but you know you're thinking I don't really know exactly what I want do I really want to make a full commitment that is where the long-term rental program comes in plus it is also great if you are a person who leases your vehicles or you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet of vehicles like I mentioned you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. There's no vehicle maintenance fees and there's no more trips to the DMV. And Avis, they, like I said, they have a variety of vehicles in stock. And if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by their store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine here in Springfield and speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. I know that uh, we just moments ago had a traffic update and uh, that uh, accident or traffic backup in the Brookline area on 60 but uh, we do need to go get another traffic update went a little long Dinesh D'Souza I want to again thank him as as uh, we talked a bit about his new film Police State which again tonight run October 23rd and 25th at the AMC Springfield 11 tickets available only at policestatefilm.net if they do sell out and if, if they have they may have already I should have checked but there is a virtual premiere that will be on October 27th and details for that also at policestatefilm.net Okay, I mentioned we got a lot of things going on. KSGF.com is the place to get involved in many of those. Now, again out at Ming Auto Beauty Center, Republican National just off there uh, Houston with KSGF. He's out there with the limited edition Trump KSGF stickers you can grab also, Ming Auto Beauty Center, they've got some uh, Krispy Kreme donuts if you want. Uh, they've offered those up for you. And he'll be there until 9 or until the stickers run out, whichever does happen to come first. Now, another thing that some of you may have an interest in, uh, we have a theater November 4th, which is a Saturday at Alamo Draft House, and essentially to show whatever movie we want. So I chose one of my favorite movies that I've actually not seen in a theater. Uh, as a kid, we had a VHS copy of it, and we watched it over and over and over and over again, and it is The Burbs, B-U-R-B-S. And it is Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Dern, Corey Feldman, uh, to name a few, and it is just, to me, one of the absolute greatest films. It's uh, uh, I like it. It's not Halloween-ish, but it's kind of got a, I don't know, a mystery, spooky element. I watched that for the first time oh, yeah? like oh, a month got, ago. Oh, like, five seconds. Yeah, did you like it? I did. All right, excellent. So you can register for your chance to to see it with us at KSGF.com.